Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to the DIY Together podcast with Austin and Brett, where we're convinced that Christianity isn't as complicated as we've made it. Just like making the perfect steak or changing your oil or laying the backsplash in your kitchen isn't reserved for the paid professionals, neither is a vibrant relationship with Jesus. So we want to equip you to do it yourself together. Well, hey, friends. Uh, thanks for joining us again in another episode. We are actually kicking off a five episode series on discipleship. I'm crazy excited. Uh, why would we do that? We've only spent max two episodes on other topics like Sabbath and purity and relationships and stuff like that. So why would we spend five? Well, here's why. Uh, our mission at City Light is to magnify Jesus by multiplying disciples in churches. Okay, great. Well, a piece of that is this idea of multiplying disciples. And so if we're not actually talking about what our mission means, how could we ever fulfill our mission? So we just mm-hmm. thought, hey, what are this big idea of discipleship can feel like it's a, um, it's like this buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, is it mentorship? Is it relationship? Yeah. Is it teaching? Is it, what is it? And then as you're walking through that, um, I just think it's important to identify and define what it is and ask all the different questions. So that if we're actually going to, as a church, uh, magnify Jesus by multiplying disciples and churches. Well, this is probably our next best five swings at helping our church do that mm-hmm. or whoever's listening. So uh, that's why we're spending five um, five episodes on this. So just a quick rundown. What we currently have, maybe it might be a little wet cement, but we'll see how it shakes up after Jason throws a wrench in this whole thing. But uh, um, episode one, how do I know I'm ready to make disciples? That's what we're talking about today. It's going to be legendary. Episode two, how do I make a disciple? Okay, so I'm ready or I'm not ready or whatever. How do I make a disciple? Episode three, how do I find someone to disciple? So how do I, you know, how do I make a disciple? Who, who do I disciple? Episode four, how do I multiply discipleship? So the idea of discipleship shouldn't be additional. I, I, I disciple this person and they grow. It should be multiplicative in the sense that the pure people you're discipling are discipling other people. And episode five, we felt like everyone probably asked this, especially if you're young, how do I find someone to disciple me? Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm learning, whatever I'm doing, is there someone in my life that's pouring into me and how we'll define it? So that's where we're going to go. I'm excited. Got yeah. my friend Kelsey and Jason here uh, and uh, co-host with me. So it's going to be great. Hey, I'll start off with a question. What is the craziest discipleship experience you guys have ever had? Like like mm-hmm. someone that's discipled you mm-hmm. or someone that you've discipled. What's kind of the most bizarre little discipleship uh, scenario? That's a good question. Can I answer two? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. One, this is like, okay, so there's like direct discipleship, like, hey, will you disciple me? Uh, this is, that's one side. And then there's indirect. So I have some like just salt leaders that I'm like indirectly walking with and discipling. And last year we went skydiving together. So that was so fun. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so that's We should just put like, that in as a, wow. as a like non-negotiable in what it looks like <laughs> to make a disciple. You have to skydive sky with them to show your trust in Jesus. Um, and then the second thing, it was more like direct discipleship, but this girl came over to my house and, um, we're going there. Okay. So, you know, like sausage <laughs> Like before you cook it, the like casing on it. Okay. I put it down the garbage disposal because it got, it went bad, whatever. Okay. Literally clogged my kitchen sink so bad. So it like flooded my kitchen <sighs> sink. So this girl walks into my house expecting to like sit down, have coffee, talk about Jesus. And I was like, help me carry buckets of water. <laughs> and we threw them over our patio ledge and she loved it. She was like, I know that this girl's for real, like life on life, get your hands That's dirty. It. So all because those you are my two. Push Sasha's links. Yeah, down I will never do it again. Drain. It was so dumb. I didn't realize that. <laughs> they would like not what? blend they they're were tough just, i know it was so dumb it was so dumb anyway so those are my two wow yeah, okay those are, those are good you had two beat that I, st- I don't know I, I can't think of anything 
crazy. Uh, I feel like like a lot of my discipleship things have been like your more standard uh, way of, I think maybe, maybe we'll, we'll get into it. We'll see. <laughs> your more standard way of discipleship where it's like your, your typical, like, let's go meet at a coffee shop or let's do this or that or something else where there's a very specific thing that we're trying to accomplish. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, outside of that, I've had some pretty crazy friends who've been part of my lives. So maybe that's what you're alluding to, <laughs> yeah. to the uh, indirect yeah. discipleship where I've learned from them is they've done some crazy things, but I don't have, I don't have some crazy things like Dude, those. part those of your good. discipleship was a guy saying, come with me, let's go knock on doors. Well, yeah, but I look back at that and I'm like, he's not that crazy because I kind of like it. <laughs> so maybe I'm crazy. You are So crazy. it makes it normal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I don't know. I kind of like you? that. Um, so Jack Arendt is, is an elder at City Light Omaha. He discipled me when I was on staff there and, um, we were, he's just like, he's kind of a bizarre dude. Like he's just, he's a guy that just like smells and lives like Jesus. Um, but we were in Cambodia. I've told the story before in a, in a sermon, but, um, he like loves prayer. Like he's like his life. He takes first Thessalonians five seventeen where prayer was very seriously. And so literally he was so jet lagged. We were in, um, and I told him, I was like, Jack, just so you know, I want you to disciple me in prayer. And uh, I'm like, this is not, this teach me this. I want to learn from you. Like, this is not something I do great. Talk to people a lot about God. Don't always talk to God about people. And uh, so he's like, okay, great. So we're literally in Cambodia. Uh, we're teaching at a conference on dis- on multiplication and he's jet lagged like crazy. I caught up great because I've been traveling internationally and I know I need to like prep for sure. the sleep. So he wakes me up, brother, brother, what's up, Jack? What time is it? I think it's 2.40. Oh, yeah, man, we should go back to bed. No, 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 let's pray, brother. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, you lead. No, no, let's pray. Okay, Jack, you go. Okay, all right, I'm praying. No, no, hey, bro, hey Jack goes, lift your hands. And I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, lift your hands. So I'm sitting there in a Cambodian hotel, so tired, and I'm about to preach in the morning. I'm super stressed, and I'm lifting up my hands at 2.40 in the morning, just like, God, please. And he, he prays. It's amazing. It's spirit-filled. He's like, now you go. And I'm like, God, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was like this bizarre thing. And, um, but that guy is just like, he's, I mean, we met people. Like we would meet people, you know, they weren't homeless, but they were definitely kind of sketch. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, come to my, come to my house. Uh, he's like, my front door code is zero six two five. And I looked at him. I was like, Did you, you don't know who that, he yeah. literally told me your address and your front door code. And he's just the, he's the kind of guy where I'm like, dude, this guy is crazy. So anyways, hey, those are some awesome. experiences. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, okay. Let, um, we're going to demystify this. We're going to give vision to it. We're going to equip, we're going to challenge you guys. Um, I'm going to handle the demystify part of like, what have we made this more confusing than it needs to be? Kelsey, you said something just right before as we were kind of prepping and thinking about this. What's your experience with the word discipleship? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so before like coming to City Light, coming to Lincoln, I knew the 12 disciples, they followed Jesus. And outside of that, I didn't, like, I'd never heard the word discipler or discipleship. People would ask me, like, when I started coming to Lincoln, making friends, like, do you have a discipler? And I was like, what is this? Huh. Like, hmm. it, like, felt like this buzzword inside of this church that I'd never heard. I knew, like, biblical mentorship. I'd been mentored, but I just didn't know the word discipleship or discipler. Mm-hmm. So my understanding of it has grown a ton. But anyway, I, I've just learned a lot about, like, yeah discipleship and discipling is super biblical, but it's not something like just for context that everyone knows those words, like maybe mentoring is something that would be more of a Mm -hmm. universal word. Yeah. That's great. 
Jason, same thing with you or what's yeah. that been like for you? Yeah, it's like uh, what I was saying at the beginning. I think for the majority of uh, my walk with the Lord, just my experience with the church, uh, discipleship was pretty much always like, it's like you'd find somebody. You say, hey, would you disciple me? Uh, generally, that's the way it would work, at least from my experience. And then from there, it would be like, well, what do you want to talk about? And then it'd be like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, yeah. but it's like some spiritual thing. Uh, and then we would set up a certain amount of time that we'd meet and we would go to a coffee shop yeah. and that's what it'd be. Yeah. And that was, I think still, that's what I think a lot of people view discipleship as. Totally. Uh, but that's for the majority of my life. I feel like that's literally yeah. what my idea of discipleship was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. It, it's interesting because, uh, the three of us, just so you guys know, disclaimer, haven't really nailed down all of the content today. So we might have different views. That, <laughs> like even just yeah. to say that, yeah. like if we're going to demystify this topic of discipleship or how do I know I'm ready to make disciples? They're just to say the three of us probably have different views and backgrounds mm -hmm. of it yeah. in some regard. It's probably the same stream, but some different spaces. Mm -hmm. But I just, I think it's interesting to know, like, this is a big, broad topic and yeah. people view this. And I don't always know if it's semantics, if it's purely just, are you talking mentorship? Or are you talking discipleship? Like, sure. it, like, are those the same thing? Are they synonymous? And so... I'm excited, um, but I just want to say, ask that to say, like, let's just admit there's some confusion around this thing. What's mm -hmm. it mean? What is it? Like all that stuff. So uh, I'm trying, we're trying to ask, ask the question and answer it. How do I know I'm ready to make disciples? Yeah. So I'm coming with the pre sub, like pre supposition, pre assumption, whatever, that there are people that are listening that are wondering that question. Okay, so I, I just want to first say, and we're going to do this, but like, it's a command to make disciples. Is it okay mm -hmm. just to establish that? Like, yeah. if we're demystifying it, like, this isn't a suggestion. This is literally in Matthew 28, verse 18. Jesus is one of his last words, says, go and make disciples. Not go and start programs, not mm -hmm. go and, um, you know, uh, do podcasts, but like make disciples. And he says, particularly of all nations. Mm -hmm. And he says, there's two components to discipleship. I'm sure we're going to dissect this verse and talk about it more, but he says, you're going to teach them what I've commanded and you're going to go baptize them in my mm -hmm. name. And he promises I've got authority and he ends the passage with, and I'll always be with you. So that's really significant. Jesus's life and his ministry was continually marked by discipleship. Like he had 12 disciples and he had those guys and the kind of inner circle, James, John and Peter and stuff like, and so this is significant. So I just want to establish one thing that could be confusing is this is not a suggestion. Mm -hmm. It's not reserved for the spiritual elite. It's not reserved for paid professionals and people on staff. Mm -hmm. Discipleship to make the call to make disciples is a call for every single spirit filled Christian. Um, and so I think that's the first thing to understand. So I'll, let me just say I think we would resonate with that. I think maybe what's confusing is like, well, okay, well then how, like when, you know, do I have to walk with Jesus for a year? Like mm -hmm. what kind of mile markers, what kind of metrics do I, do I have to read my Bible fully before I go and make a disciple? Like all mm -hmm. that stuff. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, granted, I'll, I'll, I'll disclose like for the first three years of Jesus's or his, for his three years of ministry, he was discipling those guys. Mm -hmm. And not only his 12 guys, but hundreds of people that were following him, he was discipling them. But he does say at 20, Matthew 28, like the context of that is that go and make disciples. He's talking to people that he has discipled. So mm -hmm. that like, I have to give some caveat to that, right? Yeah. Um, but his call is so universally true for every single Christian. So I think that like, if I'm just going to demystify it, there's probably things going, have I read my Bible fully? Have I conquered this sin? Have I, you know, you're just this long list. I just want you to know, like, we're, at least from my leadership, I'm not going to give you that list today. 
Mm-hmm. Is that fair yeah. to say like, here's how you know you're ready. Have you done this, 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 this. The main question is, have you submitted to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And is he discipling you through his word right now? Yeah. And then from then on, are you messy? Of course. Are you, do you have it all together? Of course not. You know, all that stuff. So I just think like, um, I think that's it. I think another demystifying fact is when we think of discipleship, most naturally we think of who's going to disciple us, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, intentional that we're asking that question as episode five. So just to say another thing to demystify is the primary question you shouldn't be asking who's discipling me. You should be asking like, who am I discipling? And I don't mean that to be, you know, uh, suppressive to any means or that you shouldn't have someone disciple you. But I think we're naturally so prone and bent towards that, that we're going to let uh, we're, we're not going to ask the question, who do I disciple? And I know countless people that have been discipled for years that have never discipled. You tracking mm-hmm. with me? Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so it's like, I just think that like that has to be said and prioritized. Um, and I, I, here's one last thing. And then I'll ask if you guys have questions yeah. and we'll probably speak about this too on the vision aspect and the equip, but discipleship isn't I would even say primarily, not even exclusively, but it is not purely sitting down for coffee, teaching this lesson that you've learned. I, I mean, again, it, 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 I'm interested on in how this comes out. Sure. You're asking the question, if Jesus is the ultimate disciple maker, how did he make disciples? He spent time with them. Mm-hmm. He lived with them. Like he, he got interrupted with them. They observed his life. So it's like discipleship isn't this like, man, have I listened to a bunch of podcasts and I have a bunch to teach? It's like, no, like invite somebody to walk with you to see and observe your life. And I think that's super important. So like Chris Oresco always told me, and again, we'll probably talk about this. I don't want to steal anyone else's thunder, but he said like just discipleship is like not doing anything alone. So like Jack Bugowitz, who like produces the podcast for us, like I picked up six uh, theater chairs <laughs> in like some random country area. And I just brought Jack with me. I was like, dude, I, number one, I literally can't do this myself. Okay. Yeah. Number two, like, let's go. And on the way we got to talk and it was a blast. And it was like, that was discipleship going to pick up six, you know, electric chairs for $120 that were just in the basement of this creepy's house. And this That's dog amazing. was there. It's this amazing thing. But it was like, I just think it's like, man, do I, do I know enough to sit down across the table from coffee and spout off everything I know and they journal it down? Like, I don't know if that's with what enough, we're talking With enough coffee. With enough coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. But if you're going like, but in, in or, or do I have enough time to disciple somebody? Yeah. Sure. It's like I wasn't adding any time to my schedule. I was inviting him into what I was already mm-hmm. doing. You get what I'm saying? That's so good. Yeah. So I just think it's like there's so many inhibitors that we think of like, I don't know if I'm ready or I don't know if I can. Or I don't have enough time. And it's like, man, people want to be around. Like, hey, Kelsey, the story that you shared about the, the, uh, the sausage stuff and the garbage disposal, <laughs> like yeah. you invited her in and she got to see your real life. So yeah. I, I don't want to keep going on that, but I just think it, there, there's an aspect where it's like, I think the, the, the most profound version of discipleship in my life has been seeing people live mm-hmm. and be discipled by Jesus and honor him. Yeah. Like being in on the conversations, like seeing their messy house, seeing how they like interact with their wife, watching mm-hmm. them play with their kids on the ground, like watching them wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning and pray. Like those types, like, the most discipleship I've got fruitful hasn't been sitting at a table and jotting down insightful notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm interested in how the conversation mm-hmm. will go, but I would just say that needs to be detangled. Yeah. And maybe you've heard this too, but it just reminds me of the phrase intentional, not additional, yeah. like just be intentional with your time and your people and your schedule that you already have, not necessarily additional. Like I need mm-hmm. to have these five meetings, just like I already have these things. How can I 
be intentional to like invite people along. Yeah, hmm. no doubt. I love hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. Really? It's like, so a great job. Good job. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to add some more though. I'm, okay. I'm kind of curious. So I've, I've heard uh, it said like discipleship is the process or like the act of learning to become like someone else. Yeah. So, so I think of it a lot like an apprenticeship. So yeah, yeah. And, and so like um, in, in my mind, it's almost like, uh, like, let's go, let's go healthcare here. So if somebody wants to go, um, to become a doctor, generally what they'll do is they'll, they'll go through school and studies and all that. But at some point they're going to go through clinicals Mm -hmm. and during clinicals, they would take the role of like an apprentice. So like, this is where I'd like to make a little bit of a distinction and, and bring this into conversation is, uh, is, is discipleship for, um, only for believers. Or is it for unbelievers? So if you think of it as an apprenticeship, so if, if somebody's like, if somebody's thinking about becoming a doctor or, or they want to maybe specialize in a different field, whatever that is, they go through this apprenticeship, they go through clinicals and the clinicals, when they're part of those, they are under somebody else who has taken that title. Uh, but when they get done, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be an OB doctor or, or, you know, any of those different things. It means that they then have a choice of if they want to follow that or not and keep Mm -hmm, going. mm -hmm. So similarly, even within discipleship, part of me thinks, well, couldn't discipleship, if if it is the process of, or, or like the act of learning to become like someone else, couldn't it be like that you could take somebody, whether they're a believer or not, you're representing Jesus. You're, you're walking through like, who is he? What does it look like to follow that? And you're walking them along that path Mm -hmm. to then let them make the decision if they want to be a disciple or not. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm that's a little bit of a different thing, but I think that's going to pave the road a little bit for where we go with this. But can we like, can you disciple somebody that's not a believer? That's a really interesting question. Cause okay, this is something I wanted to ask kind of in the beginning. So sorry, it's a little late, but just like maybe defining what is a disciple. Do it. I think, no, like I want to know from you guys, (laughs) knock it off. You're the pro, you're discipling more than all of us. No, like is a disciple a Christian? Is a disciple like a student, a follower? Like something say a disciple like fully adheres to the teachings of someone else. So like then in that case, it would not be like a non-believer, that would be more of an evangelistic relationship. So like, I think that would be helpful. I don't Mm -hmm. have an answer, but I'm curious, like what you guys would say is the definition of a disciple. You want to jump at it? No, I want you to. (laughs) I want to make a clear distinction between disciple and discipleship. Okay. So those, those two things are are pretty important, but the, the disciple side. Yes. um, The title of a disciple. The the title of a disciple. I mean, plain and simple. I I feel like it would be a, a, a follower of Jesus. Like you have Mm -hmm. decided to follow Jesus. It's like you have decided to become. Which is probably a more accurate noun than Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. 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 So, so you're a, you're a follower of Jesus and that would imply a lot of other things to be obedient to the commands of Christ and what that all looks like. But in the simplest way, I don't know. That's what I'd put. Like if somebody asked me, he's like, what is a disciple? I'd be like, well, if you are learning about like discipleship, if that's like the learn, like the learning, the process of trying to figure out what is it like to be a disciple, then it would be, well, you've decided that's what you want to be. And you're going to, you're going to be that you're going to be a follower of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Too simple. Yeah, no, I think it's fair. And so that's the noun of it. She's, we're also talking about the verb of it, discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so, or maybe that's announced or discipling or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that in that sense, we've talked about this before, but a lot of churches distinguish evangelism and discipleship. Mm -hmm. And what you're arguing and what I think I'm on the same page with, and again, there's some nuance here, but I think evangelism is disciple. I think evangelism is under discipleship. The overarching theme is to 
make disciples. And so if you're going to make a disciple, that means that the person once wasn't a disciple, but the phrase that he's calling it is to make disciples. So it, it's evangelism, but it's also discipleship. So it's like hmm. people seeing and observing your life and going, yeah, like this, this is real, you know? And we talked about this in the past yeah. episode or in the past episodes about, um, our story and people seeing it play out and going out. You talked about the weight loss analogy and like, what do you do? And I want whatever you have, you know? And I think discipleship is a piece of that. So, um, yeah, there's stories that I've got from my life where there's been people who have not been a believer, but again, I discipled them, but I wouldn't call them the noun of disciple until they follow Jesus. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So I think that there's a, there's a space to that. I'm thinking too, even with the the great commission, like there, I feel like there's two different things that are in there. It's like the baptizing. I would say like, well, that's inherent to like pre-conversion discipleship where it's like, you know, to be, to be baptized inherent to that. Like how, how do you get to that? Well, it's, it's sharing the gospel. It's evangelism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then like after that, then the verse goes on to say like teaching them all of like the commands of Christ. And so with that, then I'd be like, that's post that's post uh, uh, conversion discipleship, which would be more like a spiritual disciplines, Uh like following that, that realm. Yeah. So, hmm. no doubt. So, or do you, do you have any other things to add, Kels, on that? And that you know, trying to identify what a disciple is. Any things yeah. we didn't say that you'd be like, oh, I want to make this clear. No, I think that makes sense. I think the that you can be discipling someone who has not yet um, come to know the Lord. But it is good to be clear that a disciple, yeah. like, there's a cost to being a disciple. And yeah. so, if someone is not yet a believer, just like. Yeah, then they're not a disciple. Shout out to Bonhoeffer's book. Yeah, I love Bonhoeffer. So like, so even to get this picture too, Bob always, Bob Walls always talks about this in Luke 10, but um, Mary and Martha, you know, the classic story, like Jesus is teaching and Martha's cooking and Mary's sitting at his feet. And he talks about how Martha's like, hey, you know, Mary's not helping. I'm doing all this stuff. And and sitting at someone's feet was the demonstration that I am your disciple. Mm-hmm. I want you to teach me. I want to be like you. Mm-hmm. And so part of the the rage of Martha was like, women can't. It was like, again, and I'm like, wow, like this idea that women can't be a disciple. Yeah. And or something of Jesus in that common age. Like, no, 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 you should be in the kitchen, not at his feet. And I always love that idea of like, not only one, our was like women were key disciples of Jesus. But number two, um, that's what it looks like. That's a picture of it is I'm sitting at this guy's feet and I'm saying, I want to be like you. So again, there's, there's another thing that I'd maybe say in, uh, I think it's in first Corinthians, but Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So here's what's odd about this conversation of discipleship. What did you say? Was one, it was, uh, um, like the uh, the process of acting or learning to be like someone like, yeah, to be like whatever you're, following yeah what's odd is like discipleship is kind of like inner like uh, basically uh a mediator to jesus of like ultimately my discipleship is i want you to be like jesus but my discipleship in some ways is going to be i want you to be like me sure because mm-hmm. i believe i'm trying to be like jesus like yeah. that's the imitate yeah. me as i imitate mm-hmm. so if you're asking how do i know i'm ready to make disciples in some regard it's like well if someone was like you would they be more like jesus mm-hmm. yeah. you check what i'm saying yeah. so mm-hmm. there's and it's like are you are you killing it no i'm not are you ever at this attainable space where you check all the list and you find they can't no but there's a sense of like if someone's going to follow you're going to make disciples there's a cost to that as well mm-hmm. to say like if you replicate the way i live my life would you be more like jesus than you currently are mm-hmm. and um and so i'd say that's another question to that demystifying aspect of how do I know I'm ready is like if someone was now again is it perfect is it great no and and here's the thing I've been discipled by a dozen men in my life and there's been women who have 
poured into discipleship in my life. And I've learned different things. The way I assume that is I've learned different things. You've discipled me. I'm like the way you live your life, the, the dad that you discipled me in fatherhood, like the way you engage your kids, the fact that you, Jason, have chosen to be basically a full-time dad and your wife goes to work. I'm like, that challenges me. Like mm-hmm. that is unique, like to see that um, thing. Kelsey, you've discipled me in friendship, like the way that you love people and you're consistently pouring out and you're so thoughtful. You've discipled, I mean, just so many things. So I'm looking at discipleship going, are, could you look to, could I disciple someone holistically? Mm-hmm. No, like there, you need to get other people pouring into your yeah. life yeah. that I can't show you that. Well, I'm not that great at that. Like if I'm not going to disciple my D group guys in prayer, like I want to, but I just, if they impersonated me, like in prayer, they would not have a great prayer life. You know, I need to work on that or yeah. something like that, but on joy or parenting or whatever it is, you get, you get sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not this all inclusive. Do you perfectly personify Jesus? And could I learn everything about him from you? No, but are there aspects of your life that you could sure. really help someone see Jesus more clear and be like him? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why that verse, like imitate me as I imitate Christ is really important that as I imitate Christ part uh-huh. or else it's like, there's just going to be a million, million disciples of Austin or a yeah. million like little Kelsey's running around. And that's not what Which we, not want. we bad, want. I don't know. No, I mean, that is not, Kelsey's is not bad. <laughs> I promise you we'd rather have disciples of Jesus. <laughs> yes. True. Um, so that's why it's like really important. The following Christ first, like imitate me as I imitate Christ yes. and not just like imitate my life in yep. all of the areas because none of us have a holistic, like Christ-like life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get to vis- uh, vision aspect of what are you missing out on if we, if we don't think we're ready for discipleship. So I'm going to get to that, Jason. Last thing I'd say is on the demystifying, you know, am I ready to make disciples? Y- you disciple my daughter, Gracie, you know, Kelsey, yeah. you really do. Like she's five years old and she loves you. And it's like this interesting thing where you've never, I mean, you go on, you take her on little dates or sleepovers or whatever, but she just adores you. And it's really cool to think like, I think there are probably people that are listening that are making disciples that don't know they're making disciples. Yeah, that's you get what I'm true. saying? Yeah. Like the people are just watching you and they're seeing mm-hmm. your, their, your life and they're going, man, like every parent is making dis- has made disciples or is making disciples mm-hmm. of their kids. You know, every teacher out there that's listening is making disciples and they're in some regard, you know, mm-hmm. it's like any manager that's, there's some level of, now again, we're talking about spiritual discipleship in Christ, but if you're living the way, if you live as a manager in a company and you're walking with Jesus, there's other people that, again, like we said on the spectrum, maybe don't know Jesus, they mm-hmm. aren't a disciple yet, but you're discipling them and they're going, hmm, like that's what it looks like. Or they are Christians and you're helping them along the way. So I just think there's probably some people here that are Un- unknowingly disciple making disciples. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, no, own that. Think about that. Yeah. And it'd be great. That's good. Yeah. I know you want to move on to the next thing, but I, but I have to ask one question because <laughs> okay, okay, it's, okay. it's going to come back to, okay. to, I think what I want to talk about, but I think you were just alluding to it a little bit, but I'm going to ask a more specific question is like, so, so we're made in the image of God. And I think prior to the regenerative process, like when we are actually saved, like we're like a broken image of God, mm-hmm. like, or a mm-hmm. substance or whatever, however deep you want to get into that. But like, after that, it's like, I feel like the sanctifying process up to glorification, like we are, we are becoming more of that holistic view of whatever this, this image yeah. of God is. So a thought I had is I was like, well, is it possible that like, if, if part of what this like apprenticeship model looks like, like just seeing, being with, like experiencing that we could actually disciple somebody without even saying anything. Like could, Mm -hmm, could mm -hmm. somebody just be with you, experience life with you, see the image of God within you, see the spirit working through you? Cause there's like all kinds of things. I feel like we're just like, 
we're tattooed on the outside. We are, I mean, we've got this different identity. We've got different yeah. title. We've got all these, I mean, we're still a child of God, but like there's so many things that are just coming out of us without even us necessarily doing anything about it that, that represent Jesus. Hmm. And so I was curious, I was like, do you think it's possible to just exist with somebody? Hmm. You don't even say anything. You could be with somebody that you could actually still be discipling them. Maybe that's too radical. It feels like the quote, uh, like always preach the gospel when necessary, use words, which like I love the idea of, of, but my brain just feels like it would make me complacent to use my words to share Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think I love the idea of it, but then I'd be like, okay, I'll only do life with these people. Like only take them bowling, only go skydiving and never be like, hey girl, like when's the last time you read your Bible or something? You know, mm-hmm. that's true. You didn't say roller coaster riding. <laughs> yeah, yeah after the last podcast, I'll just back. steer clear of those. Come on, no, we're there. <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. I'm like, there's there's a you know in like the dating world, there's like DTR. You know, define yeah. the relationship. Like, I think that sometimes that is really helpful. And but so I'm like, I think I I, I I'm like a yes yes and no. Like I feel like in both ways. Like, can you? Is it helpful to define the relationship and be like, I'm discipling you, you know, or 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 I would love to disciple you, or can I invest into your life? And would you, you know? And we'll talk mm-hmm. about this too. Like, how do I find someone to disciple? Like, who would be a good person to talk to or mm-hmm. to invest in? Mm-hmm. But I think there is a level where it's really there's sometimes really sweet where I'm like, I think Jesus sneaky discipled some people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they were like, oh crap, he's been discipling me. You know, yeah. like no, you know. And the same thing happened in my life. Again, this is before yeah. I knew Jesus, and this is actually after I came to know Jesus. This happens now mm-hmm. where there's some relationships that I have with people that we would never formally say they're discipling me, but they are. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you're trying to do that, aren't you? You know? Yeah. So I think that I think to validate some of your point, what you're saying, Jason, I think that there, there is, there's like a both and mm-hmm. it's like, it's helpful to be like, no. And I don't know if you're purely, purely saying like, it's just experiences rather than like, let, let me like, so I, I'm coming from the lens of, do we have to define it as discipleship mm-hmm. or like to Kelsey's point, you know, share the gospel if necessary, use words like discipleship that, you know, and the gospel doesn't work. It's like, you know, you need to use words. They need to know, you know, but for discipleship, does that work? And I think what you're saying is discipleship is also like intentional questions Mm -hmm. and thought it's not just experiences together and observation. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of both, but Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like a, a a yes. And I think it's, it's helpful to watch, but I also know like they say more is caught than taught. Yes. So there's yep. a level where like I've observed more of in people's lives than I have taken down notes mm-hmm. uh, than I have just like, oh, yeah. I remember that thing you said and it was really profound. Yeah. Which is super good. I just don't, I know my sinful nature would be like, okay, don't ever worry about Jesus being on your lips. But that's literally so true of like, wow, that mom is so patient with yeah. her kids or with her husband or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So like, I love that to both of your points. It just, my nature would be to do like a lot less of, yeah, actually sure. sharing the gospel. And I'm just teasing it a little bit as well within this because I'm on, I'm going to like go much more just naturally on the other side of like, let's be really strategic with the relationships oh, that I have. Totally. I'm going to be more that way, but I'm just kind of curious uh, as it, like I said, relates to some other things, but yeah, we can jump into the next part. Yeah. I think that's great. The vision. Yeah. 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 What uh, are we missing out on? Yeah. Yeah. Not? Yeah. Essentially like, I mean, short and sweet really to it. I, I feel like uh, if you just want to get down to it, it's like we're, we're we're not being wise. Like there's other people in our lives. Uh, Let's just look either way, whether you're discipling somebody or, or you're looking to be discipled. Uh, Like if you're, if there are people like, if you're going through, like, let's say to be a parent and there are people who are older than you who have gone through it, they've successfully raised kids. 
like, why, why wouldn't you reach out to them and mm-hmm. say, Hey, as, as part of the body of Christ, like I want to first encourage you and say like, you guys seem like you've killed it as parents. Yeah. Like I'm new to this. I want to figure this out. Would you be willing to like disciple me, walk with me, mm-hmm. teach me so I don't have to do it all trial by fire. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like almost an obvious, like why, why wouldn't we do that? I think there's some like pervasiveness to our culture that we're in. That's like kind of like I can do mentality. And if I ask I'm weak. And so there's just some wrong uh, thinking in that. But I think that's a huge piece. It's just like we're, we're missing out on being able to grow substantially faster than we could. And we're kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. Let's just trial by fire. This thing doesn't Mm -hmm. really make sense. Likewise, if we have all this wisdom, if we have all these different things that we have gone through and we've been taught or we've learned just again through circumstances, why wouldn't we want to share that with others? Like why, why wouldn't we see somebody who's younger than us or, or, you know, at a different spot in their spiritual life and and walk beside them. And and I think one other thing I'd, I'd throw out there as well is you're stunning your growth, your spiritual growth. Cause like think of, um, like, I know young 20 somethings who are just as spiritually mature, if not more than people in their thirties, forties, fifties and above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the common things that I hear from those individuals, I'm like, so like, tell me more about your story. They've generally always had people in their life that were discipling them uh-huh. and they're also discipling others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, to me that that's just one of those things like, man, you're going to, you're going to slow the whole process down. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you want, if you want to become more like Jesus, and if you want to expedite it, get into a discipling relationship Mm -hmm. and it really seems to, it seems to help. It's not, you know, it's not the silver bullet, but it definitely propels it forward. Mm -hmm. seems to anyways. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. We, uh, what's that? Oh gosh. The idea that like, if you, you know, if you hear something, you learn it in regard, but when you teach something, Mm -hmm. you like learn it at a whole new level, you know? And, uh, and so I think that's with discipleship, like it's odd, but like, this idea of, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to make a disciple yet. And it's like, no, like you're teach you're like, Hey, let's just read through like the seven I am statements in John, you know, or something. And it's like, you're going to learn those at a whole new level. I think you're also just missing it out on Jesus's kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's literally called you to be a part. Like you're not on the bench. You're not, you know, you're not like you didn't make, it's not like you didn't make the team. Sure. Like he's called you to do this. And one of the ways he builds his kingdoms is by making disciples. So Kels, equip us if uh, we don't have a ton of time left, but just yeah. equip us. Like, what's it look like to get ready? Uh, and if you're like, no, 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 this is, uh, this is, we've got a lot to share here. We can save it for the <laughs> no, next episode I got it done. Too. I got it done. Okay. okay. So the first thing that I'm thinking before you want to go make disciples is this sounds like so silly or obvious, but just make sure that you are truly a disciple yourself. Like Jesus says, follow me. And there's a lot of cost to discipleship. So if you're not giving up anything for the gospel, if you're just going to church, there's no rush to make disciples if you're not following yes. Jesus. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to all, like, quick get into discipleship relationships just for the sake of discipleship if we are not knowing and enjoying Jesus. Yes. So that's the first step, I would say. Um, and it's because discipleship flows directly from being a disciple. So the next thing is just to daily be in the Word and be discipled by Jesus in his word, um, to be a self-feeder of the word and to pay attention to Jesus' life, to pay attention to how he treated others, how he got away to rest with the father, Mm. how he told his disciples to rest, how he sent people out two by two. I think just like watching Jesus' life and learning from him in his word is huge. Um, And then the last thing that I'll say before like closing stuff is just um, prayer. It feels like an obvious Christian thing, but honestly just to pray like, okay, Lord, who 
did you place in my life already that I am already walking with in some capacity that I could just walk with more mm-hmm. intentionally? Pray for your own heart to be protected and just pray for them to like, okay, Lord, if you have this like mm-hmm. relationship as a potentially discipleship relationship, like, yeah, just like soften their heart to that, yeah. soften my heart to lead and learn from them because mm-hmm. it's always two ways, but just pray. That's the last one. That's so good, Kels. Yeah, I love those. Like, that's huge. Like, discipleship flows directly from being a mm-hmm. disciple. Yeah. And so if you're not connected to the heart of Jesus and the true vine, you're just not going to bear any fruit. And it's just going to be, you could call it mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be teaching them some things, but if you're not actually connected to Jesus, he's not going to, um, he's just not going to bear fruit. It's the way he operates. Yeah. I think it's, I remember Gavin Johnson years ago was talking about, he was challenging, I think we we're preaching through Philippians and he was challenging like the older generation to disciple people. Hmm. And he, and, and he was like, I think a lot of people in this room believe they don't have anything to offer. And he was like, have you, have you been married for over a decade? You know, have you been married for over a year? He's like, have you, have you had a kid? Have hmm. you experienced a miscarriage? Have you paid your taxes? Have you, you know, and he just went through all these very normal things. And he said, you have something to offer. And mm-hmm. it was like, there's something about, and I just thought it was the most unique thing to like, to compel people to go like, have you battled through addiction before? Have you like been confused on the Bible and got clear? You know, all these things are like, you have something to offer. So I think just this, like this, this reality of like, man, just don't waste what the story that God's written in your life yeah. and mm-hmm. what you have to offer, like come, come on. And so I think in, in closing uh, my like challenge real quick before we get in. So we'll go next episode. So get ready. We got a ton of content. <laughs> next four are going to be packed. It's going to be amazing. But just to say like, I think that idea of um, if I were to challenge, I can leave, connect with Jesus, like Kelsey said, like really like lean into the vine of Jesus. And, um, and with that, maybe just jot down on a piece of paper, like these are the people that I may currently have a discipleship relationship with Mm -hmm. that I don't even know that we've never defined, Mm -hmm. you know, and just go like, huh, like maybe it's kids, maybe it's your best friend, maybe it's your cousin that, you you know, whatever, but just like, man, are there people that I've had a discipleship relationship with that we've never, we've never DTR'd yet, you know, and, uh, and (laughs) just to go, maybe there's something to offer and then check Mm -hmm. in the next episode on what it looks like to, um, to disciple. So anyways, love you guys. Hopefully this has been helpful. Jason, Kelsey, you guys are the best. It's, I can't wait for this next uh, few episodes together, but we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Hope you have uh, clarity and confidence moving forward. And we've kind of demystified some of that reality of uh, knowing when you're ready to make a disciple. Jesus called you to it. So love you guys. See you next time.